Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy, what is it, Wednesday, because I've completely lost track of the days of this week. Happy, I, I thought yesterday was Wednesday the entire time. I'm like, why isn't Daniel on the show? Because it's not Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Those of you wondering, why does Todd sound like Jaime Jimenez? Um, Guys, we are coming out of a record, awful winter storm. And we are balmy today that it's 15. We might actually be able to get some of these snow and ice scraped off the roads finally. It's been a friggin' week. Everyone, everyone, everyone in this state has a bug. Everyone is sick. Everyone is fighting something. I have a cold. Uh, Aaron is still coming, uh, has the post-nasal drip cough of what he was fighting last week when he should have called in sick and we shouldn't have done a show. Uh, Todd is recovering as well. And so that's why he sounds like he went from sounding like Kermit the Frog to Jaime Jimenez. That's why. I prefer sick Todd. Sorry, Todd. No no offense, but I prefer sick Todd. (laughs) But so we are in the Midwest, guys. Everybody is sick. Something like 68 million Americans. Have been subject have have been under a cloud of record freezing temperatures here in this part of the country. So we are all you know. I I mean I feel good. Other than that, it's oh, I just feel great. You know, we're all fighting something off right now. I don't know anybody in, in this, I don't know anybody in the state of Iowa that is not fighting something off. So um, the good news is you are accustomed to us um, not being at our best because really no one knows what our best is, and neither do we. I mean we are just you know we come in here you know. Mark time, kill off two hours, and we hope in the meantime enough people like this that we can keep marking time. Yeah, so we are, we are even, I understand though that given how mediocre this program is, having us sound even less impressive than we already do, um, I understand that that could uh, uh, bring the program down to an unacceptable level of quality, but there's nothing we can do about that. So hopefully you'll just stay tuned in nevertheless. Uh, coming up on the show today, since it is actually Wednesday, we will actually be joined by the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, our good friend Daniel Horowitz. Uh, we will begin buy, sell, or hold with your submissions coming up at the bottom of the hour. I want to remind you, tomorrow is a big day on the show. We're very excited. Tomorrow, we uh, we start our uh, first Theology Thursday series of the year. It's the Bible study that Dr. Jeremiah Johnston at Prestonwood Baptist from the C.S. Lewis Society. He and I wrote a Bible study, produced a Bible study with 110 pictures uh, based on nefarious. And it is called Know Thy Enemy, a nefarious Bible study. You can go purchase it at Amazon.com right now so that you can do this Bible study with us. Inside each of those study guides is a code that will allow that will allow you to go and download the videos for each of the six parts. We're not going to have time to play the videos here on the show. They're each anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes. And if we played them, there wouldn't be a lot of time for conversation afterwards to actually have like a Bible study. All right. So the three of us are going to watch the videos each video before we come on the show each week. We're going to discuss them as if hoping you did the same. So if you want to follow along and make sure you see the video portion and get a study guide and do this with us, whether it's you, uh, your, your church group, like your men's group, women's group, small group, or maybe just your church, or maybe you're just curious. You've never done a Bible study before and the topic of spiritual warfare you find uh, fascinating. Um, This is now the time we're going to spend the next six weeks doing that Bible study right 
right here every Thursday for theology uh, for theology Thursday. You can go get it, go get it at Amazon right now. Know thy enemy, a nefarious Bible study. Know thy enemy, a nefarious Bible study. That way you can follow along with us. Speaking of nefarious and Amazon, nefarious the movie. If you are an Amazon subscriber. Nefarious the movie is now available to watch along with your Amazon subscription. Um, and that's why Nefarious and Amazon is promoting the heck out of the movie right now. And so that's that's why Nefarious is back among the top 10 movies on all of Amazon Prime, uh, because you can if you are an Amazon subscriber, you can watch Nefarious as part of that subscription. So, man, I, I know, you know. 20 bucks for uh, a PBOD, five bucks for a regular rental. I, the Biden inflation thing, I get it, you know, and you're like, I'll just wait because I'm already paying for a subscription. Well, if that was you, now you can see the film. And I'm hearing from now a whole different group of people who have yet to see the movie who were blown away uh, by uh, the film. And um, and we are hard at work on uh, sequel content. And we're hoping uh, by the end of this year, uh, we'll be able to uh, give you some firm information on that as well. But you can watch Nefarious now as part of your subscription at Amazon Prime. I've heard from several of you uh, just this week who have seen it, uh, either for the first time or uh, this is, you know, you've seen it many times now. You have, you, it, it, I've seen it 28 times. So you're going to have a, <laughs> in various iterations from rough cut to kind of rough to ready cut. No, this is really the ready cut. So I've seen it uh, 28 times. So you've all got uh, a few more to catch up with yours truly, but it is available right now on Amazon Prime. So, and with that, let us get started as we always do with Aaron, with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Intended Consequences. What happens when you bring in millions of people from third world countries into your country? I don't know, but anyway, here's some unrelated news. The state of Virginia is warning people who passed through Dulles International Airport and Reagan National Airport earlier this month that they could have been exposed to measles. Health officials are working to identify anyone who may have been exposed, including passengers on specific flights. Daniel Penny, the ex-Marine who protected passengers on a New York City subway last year by putting a belligerent man who was making threats into a chokehold, well, he will indeed go to trial facing manslaughter charges. A judge refused to dismiss the case in a ruling that came down earlier today. Benny will be back in court in March with a trial date expected to begin later this fall. In a court filing yesterday to the Department of Justice confirmed Hunter Biden's laptop from hell is indeed real and that its contents matched a search warrant of the younger Biden's iCloud backup. We're now waiting for a retraction on oodles of people any day now who claim the laptop was Russian disinformation. 90-year-old Senator Chuck Grassley was hospitalized this week. According to his office, he was receiving antibiotic infusions and is expected to be back to work in Washington, D.C. soon. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. went on the Howie Mandel Does Stuff podcast and talked about the COVID jabs. Mandel at one point made this claim. People, so that allowed the company to tell the public the vaccine is 100% effective. Because- 100%, but that's a, that's a misnomer. 100% effective in as far as, because I saw people on the news going, well, I got the vaccine, I still got COVID. They never said you won't get COVID. They just said that the it'll uh, kind of uh, pull back the severity of it. So the fact is, that's well proven. You had okay, double but, the but, deaths but, 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 without but, but, it. But Howie, listen to this, okay? Okay. If this makes any sense to you, they say what they're saying out of 22,000 people, there was one COVID death 
among the vaccinated, and there was two COVID deaths on the unvaccinated. Double. 22,000 people. So, and that, that allowed them to claim it's 100% effective. Effective for what? You can't no, use no, the word effective. They, no, but you remember they kept saying it's 100% effective. No, they just said it really, it'll I, negate I can the play, severity. If you go on the internet, you can see Tony Fauci. But the word effective didn't say you won't get, I never oh, heard no. you won't get COVID. Oh yeah, well, this is a different subject. But yeah, in fact, I saw a tape yesterday of them all, of Biden, Fauci, Gates, uh, you know, Burla, all of them saying, if you take the vaccine rachel maddow if you take the vaccine you can't get covid you can't prep past covid i didn't see that okay well you know what can i play it for you yeah all right it doesn't matter what rachel okay, maddow but, 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 what could go wrong according to an as of yet unreleased scientific paper chinese scientists allegedly experimented with a lethal strain of a virus related to covid and this strain had a 100 percent fatality rate among the human mice they tested it on, no big deal. And finally, what's going on at Dick Morris's house? For those of you listening, former Clinton political advisor Dick Morris is doing a hit on Newsmax in this clip from what appears to be his home when another older gentleman in his underwear walks out of a door behind Morris and nonchalantly walks through the camera shot. Basically supporting um, uh, Ron, basically supporting Nikki Haley. Weird, and that's what happened while we were away. Aaron, can you can you just grab that clip for me really quick while sure. I do this? If you don't mind, I want I just I, I want to have it at my disposal here for a moment, if you don't mind. Uh, after I tell you about our friends uh, over at Jace Medical, speaking of fighting something off, uh, everybody is sick right now in the state of Iowa. Much of the Midwest are doing something to avoid being sick, uh, and what an awful time to have drug shortages. That's where our friends at Jace Medical come in. Uh, they are concerned about severe disruptions in medical treatments, worrying about doctors making choices like, well, this patient should be prioritized and receive a curative therapy over the other one. Uh, this is why you need the Jace case. It's a personalized emergency kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And Jace is continually working to expand uh, their medical offerings, too. They've even added ivermectin as an option in the Jace case, if you want that. Uh, plus, you can get a gift card for a family or a loved one uh, so that they can get a Jace case of their own and they can customize it. They can personalize it to the medications uh, that fit their needs. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. I think we've all learned that over the last few years. So go to jacemedical.com, enter the code DACE today so that you take control of your health situation. J-A-S-E, J-A-S-E for jacemedical.com. Use the promo code DACE at checkout for a discount. The code DACE at checkout for a discount at jacemedical.com. <clears throat> Pardon me. All right, Aaron, you have that video. Can you just run that for me while I'm talking? And we don't need the audio. I just want to see the video of this. Let I mean, me, this is. Let me do this instead. All right. Give, give, give me one second here. Uh, thinking, of, thinking of the all-time favorite clips of mine in the history of this show. All right. You guys know what number one is. You know what number one Cambodian is. Cambodian smoking toddler. The, the, the Cambodian smoking toddler is, it's my happy place. I mean, if I mean, Aaron will bust that out every, on, a, on a particular day where I'm really down or about to blow a valve in the brain, right? He'll just hit some key over there on his board and it's like tranquility. Like we have, we have just, we've entered into a nexus and, and all is right. And I have reached nirvana and I am centered. That is one of them. 
Do you guys remember? Do you guys can you guys think of what number two might be? Well, there's a. I have three in mind. There's the terrorist That's getting it. nuked. Yes. Yeah. That's the, the, the jihadi who is standing there filming a propaganda That's video. Right. And then in real time, the bomb drops and just blows him to smithereens and sends him to hell. Yeah. Love that video. You I also mean, have I, Bed Intruder and Where to Gold at. Yes. So. Yeah. But th- those are my top two. I mean, I'm talking things that like organically occurred, not that were produced, but like happened in, in real time. All right. The Cambodian smoking toddler. And I mean, just Humphrey Bogarting that 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 lung dart, man, just owning it, man, just owning that thing. Okay, so you can just see how excited I'm getting about just thinking about it in my mind's eye, recalling it with fondness. All right. I love that video. Okay, And the jihadi who just gets blown to kingdom come. All right. And and finds out, oh, wait, there's just hell here. And I'm encased in dry ice forever. There were no vestal virgins. That guy. All right. I love that. My favorite part is the whistle you hear. And he just goes like, what's going on? (laughs) Yeah. 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 That uh, (laughs) that's the trumpet. And uh, the seal's been opened on you, bro. That's what it is. Yes. This is number three right here. Just keep this going. (laughs) I mean, you guys know how many times I've watched this. This is. In fact, I've not even heard. I I didn't know what it sounded like till Aaron's montage. I don't care. I don't know what he's saying. I don't have a clue. I have no idea. I've not cared what Dick Morris has said about anything in at least ten years. All right, maybe longer. But this is, this is this is phenomenal. I mean, this is this is incredible right here. This dude just walks and look at him. Like he owns the place. It, he looks. It, it seems like he's very familiar with these surroundings. He's just used to walking around like this in his underwear while. What's what's going on at uh, what in the Sam Hill's going on at Dick's house? Anybody? Thoughts? I mean, this is incredible. What, what network aired this? Newsmax, right? Was, was it Newsmax, Aaron? Yeah. Yeah, it's Newsmax. Um, over under most watched clip in the history of Newsmax. I mean, when was the last time we had a Newsmax clip in your montage, Aaron? Can you recall how long it's been? Oh, probably not that long ago. Okay. Well, there goes that thought then. They're, they're, they're a little bit more ubiquitous than, than that. Well, they're going to be a lot more ubiquitous now after this. Because this clip is sensational. I mean, contemplate... What is happening here? What, no, 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 no. Good. Is Dick Lord. Morris going to replace Lindsey Graham on Fridays? Oh, dude. You know, both my conscience and my, my the creative centers of my brain came together at the end of last year and said, all right, man, I think we've exhausted this trope. Don't you think we can just move on? And I, I listen, especially I listen. after that staffer took a picture of himself in a shower saying he was waiting for Lindsey Graham. That, that was, I think that's what it's it was like, too. Yeah. That's when we kind of just looked at each other. Okay. It's not, it's just, you know, we're not even pushing boundaries now. We're just reporting. Okay. So, I mean, what are we doing here? Right. I wonder if I could just resurrect all the same Lindsey Graham tropes, apply them to Dick Morris. Of course you're wondering that. <laughs> and it, it's, and it's all original. It's original all over again. Thoughts. I hadn't considered that, Aaron, but excellent suggestion. I'm going to mull it over for this week's roundtable, especially because Josh Hammer is our guest, and I don't know that he is aware that we, we, we closed the book on Lindsey Graham references, and he only comes on this show for those, and I just hate to disappoint a fella. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. 
Can you imagine? I just look at this. This this clip is incredible. I mean, he can't hear. He can't hear the talking. The guy in the background he has no idea what's going on. Do we know? Like, was there any? Where did it, where did it say Dick was? On this? Yeah, where did it say Dick was 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 talking from? Did it did it say in the clip? It looks like his apartment, probably. Oh my. I mean, is there any legitimate? I haven't seen any. Is there a chance that like that's like maybe Dick's pops, or like an older brother he's taking care of or something? It just is oblivious to what's going on, you know. What do you think? No, that's. I mean, we've no wa- way that's we've, we've, we've we've aired this yeah, clip now approximately seventy times, so you've had a good look at it. I mean, I I could I could watch it seventy more. Uh, I could do a whole show on this clip. I mean, I, this this is in in terms of. This is this is you know last year we 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 ended up with a clip that aired early in the year for clip of the year with that parody of uh, the COVID uh, shot right from our friends yeah. what, what's the outfit the glorious that, American glorious American did that yeah this is your early front runner today is July seventeenth this is the Genial. early front runner what is it I'm January I, 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 wish, I wish it was, it was July, July. Yeah. yeah January seventeenth thank you Aaron Freudian slip today's January seventeenth this is the early front runner for clip of the year right here what. Can you even envision what could top this? What could top this? Think about that. What what would be better than Dick Morris live on Newsmax, just re-racking the same shill shtick that has kept him barely relevant, all right, 20 years after his usefulness, and a half-naked dude just walks in behind him like he owns the place, man. Are you kidding me? The social commentary on this there's layers to this. Or it's one of the most random, hilarious things in the history of, of live TV. <laughs> Either way, this is awesomeness. What, one, I'll let this go with, with one question. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. N- no. It's, I'm looking at the clock. I've and already spent 15 minutes cons- talking about well, this. I'm telling you, I could do a show this on this clip. Like the ADD of the culture at large. If you look at what's in Aaron's montage, just on the COVID issue alone, but there's always something just utterly insane right around the corner. See, that's the thing. On another issue. That's the thing. I know there's a there's a large cachet of this audience screaming. All right, it was funny at first. Move on. Talk about something serious. No, this is making an okay. important point. Right, so let, let's yeah. do that for just a second. Let's look at what else is in Aaron's montage. We allowed so many people from third world countries into our country uh, that they uh, are making everybody else sick in the places that they went to. Who could have who could have well, possibly thought but, who, who could have thought, wow, I wonder if letting 300,000 people a month into the country from places that where you wouldn't drink the water might be good for the health of the people existing living there. I mean, wh- how many Harvard degrees do you think was required? How many postgraduate doctorates do you think theses you had to write to probably figure out that was a pretty crappy idea? Well, it's a crappy idea for a lot of reasons, but maybe, maybe that's what happened. But be, here's this goes deeper to the media and what we can believe to be true because they tried this in uh, in Disney before when it ultimately the dirty little secret. Remember when this happened in California? It was vaccine shedding that happened. This is we. They're going to try to manipulate this in a, hun- a hundred different ways. And oh, by the way, if this is measles, they're, they're in scare quotes, a what? What's the word they used? A highly contagious. Is anybody going to ask the question? Wait a second. 
let's go back to the magical power of vaccines. Aren't y'all, most of you, vaccinated for measles? So what are we scared about? That This is chaos on a number of levels. Elsewhere in Aaron's montage, we have, uh, uh, now they tell us that the uh, the laptop, if you addressed it before the 2020 election, you were banned and shunned from every major platform. We had intelligence experts actually certified that this was a fraud and not real. And now they are admitting the Hunter Biden laptop is real. Okay. That is, so far... Two of the st- the top two stories in Aaron's montage, they're every bit as serious as this clip on oh, loop. Oh. All right. We've got a 90 year old man in a hospital, which shouldn't be a story, except he's in the freaking U.S. Senate. Why is it? Never, 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 ever should anybody 90 years old hold elective office in America under any circumstances ever. What, what, what is the point? What, why? There's no one else. No one else could do the job. I mean, well, maybe not. I mean, no one else really seems to be stepping up. Um, there's a, you know, we may, there, there, a lot of people are acting as if, hey, the, the Republican presidential primary ought to be over because one guy got seven and a half percent of registered Republicans in the 31st most populous state in the union. So that's every bit as serious as what the hell is going on over Dick Morris's shoulder right now. Or we could talk about uh, RFK Jr., saying for, to Howie Mandel, I'll just play the clip right now on your phone. Oh, never mind. Yeah. I, I, we're good. Doesn't matter. Uh, after being in, after after nearly being so defiant, he reduced himself to incontinence for five minutes in that clip. No one ever guaranteed it stopped it. No one ever did. No one ever did. RFK is like, well, here, let me show you the clip of everybody. Uh, no, well, that's OK. It doesn't matter what those people say. It, 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 this is this is as serious and real. Whatever the hell's happening at Dick Morris's flat is as serious and real as any other damn story that was in Aaron's montage, if you ask me. So let's discuss. Question. What is the most innocent explanation for this, Todd, do you think? Or this. Yeah, for the for what is going on at Dick Morris's house or apartment. There is no innocent explanation. No innocent no, this can be like a sick brother or a loved one or anything that just you know, has no idea what's going on and thinks they have the run of the house. No, no, you don't think you're not. You don't think there's an innocent explanation. Aaron, do you think there's an innocent explanation possible to whatever is going? What in the Sam Hills happening at Dick Morris's house? Um, probably. But then again, I, we're talking about Dick Morris's house. How many times on the show have we talked about Dick Morris's house? So that tends. That tends to edge me over into uh, this is something weird and wacky. What's the innocent explanation for why um, they shunned, banned, and censored a bunch of legit media outlets for reporting a story they now tell us is true? And we had several intelli- dozens of intelligent experts certify in a public letter uh, that uh, the laptop was a fraud and not true. What's the innocent explanation for that? None. There isn't one, yeah. Uh, what's the innocent explanation for why you would let hundreds of thousands of people per month come into your country that are unvetted from third world nations where you wouldn't possibly drink the water without dysentery um, just to make everybody else sick? And that's when they're not taking your jobs or replacing you. Uh, what's the innocent explanation for none. that? Yeah, there's none. What's the innocent explanation for why a guy is 90 years old getting antibiotic infusions in a hospital instead of being a U.S. senator when they're, you know, there's None. approximately three and a half million other people in his state that could possibly do that job. None. That, that aren't 90. And, you know, um, Metamucil is not a food group for. What, what, what's the innocent explanation for that, do you think? None? Mm-hmm. 
What's the innocent explanation for Howie Mandel claiming no one ever claimed that the, uh, the, the poison poke would stop the spread of the virus? And then when RFK Jr. will show him uh, the clips of people claiming it, he then turns. Oh, that, that's not important what, what people said. That, that doesn't matter. What's the what's the innocent explanation for that? What's the innocent explanation for why in a in a Shycom lab they're messing around with a virus yeah. that has a hundred percent infection fatality rate? What's the what's the innocent explanation for that? Wuhan luck. Yeah. So I've I've essentially gone through the entirety of Aaron's montage, which brings us back to what I think is the most important story. What the hell is happening at Dick Morris's flat? Because it's every bit as innocent and serious as everything else we just talked about. Is it not? This entire freaking country's a joke. Yes. This entire era is a troll. And it's a dying nation and a dying culture. So if we're not going to do anything about it, but just whatever the hell Fox News tells us to, again, if that's all we're going to do, then by golly, I'm going to chuckle hut my ass off along the way. Because whatever the hell's going on on loop over my shoulder at Dick Morris's pad, there's a better chance we're going to get answers to that than any of the other damn stories I just talked about. Fair? I think this is the answer to that. I don't <laughs> think he cares. I think this is, this, this is, I think it was on purpose. You think they, do you think they planted that guy to walk in? Dick I think did? that's as likely as anything else. Like, yeah, come on and walk in. Let's see what happens. Dude, I mean, this. Is, I would have a. Re- how, I, I'd have a. I'd have a strange new respect in, for Dick Morris in, if that were the in case. In this disgusting culture. Hey, just come and on and control this audience while I'm on the you air. You are graying into irrelevance, like Dick Morris. How do you get back in the loop in this dying culture? This. Are you Are you saying that? Hey, I'm. I'm Rainbow Jihad, man. You can't touch me. Like a little, you can't touch this. I'm untouchable now. They brought Jeffrey Tubin back, and that was after all the Me Too nonsense. And he came back. This is way more anointed. That still is kind of a sketch. <laughs> it is. This is. This is just church to them. He's fine. He's better than fine. He knows it. He knows that this is why. Hey, man, maybe I got four more good years left. How can I make him great? This. In that case, this would be the first correct prediction that Dick Morris has made since like 1996, because this clip absolutely is greatness. It is greatness and and personified, embodied. If this clip is, if this is what I'm Phenomenal. saying, it is you, you will tire of it fast. We are we are making making linear TV great again right here. Oh no, you're you're, you're wrong. If you th- if it is what you think it is, I'm even more interested in it because you want to talk about just all the symbolism of what that means. I mean, I mean, I think we're 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 in a lot of trouble, folks. And I'm I'm just not sure how many people seriously care. Um, there's an email out today from May of 2021. Yep. Internally within the CDC where they're acknowledging alarms with the COVID vaccine. May of 2021, man. Literally, heads should be swinging from trees 
like today. After a fair trial, of course. But that should be a quick and speedy trial. But we're just going to move on. Okay. What are we going to move on to? Will you move on in your way? And I will move on in mine. I'm moving on to this. I need to know what the hell is going on at Dick Morris's house when he's live on TV. And by golly, at some point this year, can I get answers to something? We're not going to get answers to Hunter Biden's laptop. We're not going to get answers to Operation Warp Speed. We're not going to get answers to what the hell just happened at the border for the last six months. And now Democrats are acting like, hey, uh, the, uh, a massive drop in illegals over the border. Uh, we, we brought in enough to replace you and turn Texas blue. And so now we've got to start pumping sunshine for the election here in 293 days. So we're moving on. Thank you. Okay, cool. And since we have like, we don't have like a real movement or a real party to counter any of this, and I'm not going to get any answers, okay? I just have one request for the year 2024. At some point this year, this is my one prayer. At some point this year, I need someone to give me an answer to what the hell happened to Dick Morris's apartment yesterday. I need to know what this is. Because it's clear on all of the stuff that actually matters, all of the stuff that actually impacts our presence and our futures, we're not going to get any answers and, and probably don't even want them. So I yield. I hear. I, I yield to the will of the people. I just have one small request. Please. Please, sir. What the hell happened at Dick's house? Can somebody tell me, please, what this was? More in a moment. Back here on the Steve Day Show. You know, everyone deals with pain from time to time. Especially as we get older, it can be one of the few guarantees. Because even if you get into better shape, your joints don't necessarily get younger. And they can become little receptors and hub for inflammation. And if you've got chronic pain, that is probably because of too much inflammation in the body. And that's that can just suck the joy right out of life. So if you're one of those people who experience this, the good news is it doesn't have to be that way. Relief factor is a great way uh, to reduce pain, which is mostly caused by that inflammation that I just mentioned. It's a drug-free anti-inflammatory, but it was developed by physicians who can prescribe drugs. They were looking for a drug-free way to eliminate or at least reduce inflammation in the body. And hey, it doesn't work for everybody, but there's pretty good odds it'll work for you. How good? How about 70% of the people who try the three-week quick start for just 20 bucks end up seeing such great results in three weeks or less that they hang around long-term with Relief Factor. $19.95, or just about 20 bucks. If you want to see if you could be the next success story, why not? What do you got to lose for 20 bucks? Why not see if you see a great reduction in your pain when you go to relieffactor.com, get the three-week quick start at relieffactor.com. Again, just 20 bucks, give it a shot. See if you're one of those 70% that see the results they want at relieffactor.com. And with that, it is time for some buy, sell, or hold. Aaron has your submissions. Todd, you and I have not seen them. And uh, when we do, we will decide, are we going to buy that? Are we going to sell that? If you hold, however, 
if you hold. The dude code will be strictly enforced and you will have to randomly walk through a camera shot at Dick Morris's apartment in your underwear if you hold. That's what happens to you now. You ready? Probably not. Probably not. Aaron, you may fire when ready. All right. We will begin with Alex Pfeiffer, who says Star Trek The Next Generation is better than Star Wars. So, no. I mean, I, I just I don't agree with this on any level. And I and I love Star Trek The Next Generation, man. Okay, but no. no it's, are, are we, I assume we're talking like in their original iterations because the Next Generation crew only made one good movie. Somehow they found a way when they made Star Trek Generations, they found a way to put Kirk and Picard in the same film and make Malcolm McDowell the villain and just make a eh, movie. Okay. Uh, First Contact is arguably the second best Star Trek movie next ever made next to Wrath of Khan. Um, And every other Next Generation film they made was not good. The last one they made with Tom Hardy as the villain with the Romulans was an extreme disappointment. So uh, now I would also say that All Good Things is among the greatest final episodes of any TV show of all time. I mean, that, the final, that final episode with Q for The Next Generation was insane. Uh, at the time, the highest rated cable TV original series episode of all time was when they brought Spark, Spock back. Reunification, part one and two, if you remember that, okay? Uh, the reunification of the Vulcan and Romulan uh, 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 peoples. That, I mean, that's phenomenal. And then one of the greatest um, Star Trek episodes ever um, Best of both worlds, where, you know, uh, the Borg uh, assimilate Picard into Locutus. I mean, so it's a great series. The One great film. The other films are pretty mad to what the hell, how'd they wreck this? It just doesn't, it, as great as that is, it, it just doesn't come close to the cultural phenomenon the original Star Wars films were. So I've got to sell. Uh, but uh, with all due respect. Uh, allow me to solve this by quoting Admiral James T. Kirk. Have you ever kissed a girl? <laughs> <laughs> now, he didn't actually say that. The actor portraying him did. William Shatner in an all-time great SNL skit. But yes. Did you see him go at uh, Paramount, by the way? Billy Shatner? Did you see him do that? I mean, Bill I is like know. 90 now. Yeah, All right. old. Yeah, but d- he's still around, man, and he is still full of uh, what say? urine I and vinegar. Know. He'll tell you what he thinks, you know, and, and uh, um, but he went at Paramount for trying to uh, woke retcon Kirk as a character. Really? Because and, 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 I haven't watched like I, I on our buddy Tim Young's um, advice. I, I Amy and I watched Picard season three last year. It's incredible. All right. It it basically does a great job of finishing many of the arcs of the next generation crew that the very uh, mostly mediocre Star Trek Next Generation movies just never did. All right. And so it it does a really great job, you know, Um, but I've not watched any of the new Star Trek on Paramount because it was just pretty clear from watching the promos. This is woke Trek. It's gay Trek. Everybody's gay. You know, every I mean, I don't know how the species are repopulated with everyone gay, but I guess, you know, maybe in the 26th century physiology and biology changes, too. I don't know. They have, but, uh, they have simulators. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That, yes. Pearl Grey hot. Uh, gay dude. Yes. Whatever. Yes. yes yeah, indeed. Anyway, um, he went off on that on Twitter last week. 
that he's kind of tired of how they they've forgotten he's still alive. And then when they mention this character, they essentially try to politically correct him, retcon him for a more <laughs> apparently more uh, politically correct era. And you know he went after him last week All on right, Twitter. boy. Yeah. So you know there's some life in the uh, the old dog left over there for Billy Shatner. You bet. Uh, next up, we go to Corona Hornet, who says Dan Campbell wishes they played in a stadium without a dome for Sunday's game against the Bucks. Uh, that's a buy. Absolutely. You know, no, 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 I'm going to sell because as much as that fits Dan's M.O., um, his California quarterback is a hell of a lot better in a dome uh, than he is in those cold temperatures. So for that reason, I'll sell. But I can I can see why you'd buy this. It absolutely fits Dan's M.O. for sure. Did you guys see the question? That Tampa Bay coach Todd Bowles got well, asked at his what press this conference. Is based on, right? it, it, that hey, uh, what do you think about going north and playing in cold weather? We, the, the Lions have played in a dome since like 1979. Okay, <laughs> another case of the American media, Todd, may, being magical and not at all broken, doing its homework. It's pathetic, but honestly, yeah. it's just about. Even though it's utterly wrong, it's just about as relevant as most sports questions. So, what do you think? Are you a buyer or a seller? Your hold on this. Uh, I that, that's not how that dude's barred. He's like, I'll fight you here, I'll fight you there. I mean, he's I love. I, it's hard not to root for that guy. Like, just I'm going, I'm going it for it on fourth down all that time. I, I, he is, he he is not a kept man. Whereas again, most people in sports on all sides of those things are. So I find him refreshing and easy to root for the Lions. Next, Tyler Bruder, top 10 uh, songs of the most overrated band ever. Uh, that would be Queen. That's your opinion. Yes. I, correct. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, number 10, Hammer to Fall. Number nine, Another One Bites the Dust. Eight, uh, Crazy no Little that's Thing About ma- Love. That, that's their greatest song. Seven, Somebody to Love. Six, Radio Gaga. Five, We Will Rock You. Four, Who Wants to Live Forever. Three, The Show Must Go On. Two, We Are the Champions. And one, Bohemian Rhapsody. That's probably the right top 10 list, but Another One Bites the Dust is way too low. That is among the greatest bass lines in the history of American pop, or actually they're not American, Western modern pop music. Um, another one bites the dust is way too low. That list does make me think that Queen is overrated. I mean, it's not, I'm not saying they suck, but again, just like there's, they're, un- they're so unique, I guess that's, but they're, I think they are overrated. You know what's, you know what's missing there? I just realized. Flesh, ah, where's the flash soundtrack? I don't know. Are you helping the list? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you remember the uh, Flash Gordon movie from 1979 with Ma- Max or 1980, maybe Ma- Max von Sydow as Ming the Merciless? That soundtrack, dude, that was a banger. And the and the album cover, I remember getting it as a kid with flashes, the Flash Gordon covers uh, colors. It was a bright yellow color cover with uh, like in, embedded, you know, red letters that you know stuck out. That that album cover, dude, hit hard. Okay, I mean that album was great. I loved that movie this, as a little kid. Yeah, I had that. I had that soundtrack. You've got to have something in there from the Flash Gordon soundtrack that Queen did. Has to be in there. I'm Flash Gordon, quarterback, New York Jets. Phenomenal acting there by, by right. Sam. What's his nuts? Yeah, whatever his name was. Great job. I love the Topol the, plays uh, plays the professor, the guy from Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah, I love the divine providence that 
is embodied in this show sometimes. This is the perfect buy, sell, or hold follow-up to what we talked yeah. about with Dick Morris because civilization is dying, and so far we've talked about the Lions, Flash Gordon, and Star Trek and Star Wars. So, yeah, smoke just, them if you got them. We're, we're only responding to the request made by uh, the people I here. I think Aaron's nailing this is the, it. This is the people's show. We are nailing only, it. We are simply responding to what the, what the people want. They, they want a show. We're going to give them a show. All right? We're giving them the show. We are here for you. The people. This show is yours. Yes. Where to go that? Yes, indeed. Next, we go to Andrew Parr, who says all believers are of the Catholic Church. A Methodist can be a believer. A Roman Catholic can be a believer. A believer will never be Methodist. A believer will never be Roman Catholic. Grace through faith alone works our filthy rags before faith. God bless you three. I, I don't know what you're saying. I got to tell you. I thought maybe this was a catholic thing i don't know well, i thought I, you, at first but then. Th- you're, you're way smarter than me is i agree with your last statement wholeheartedly i'm not sure if, so i buy that i'm not sure what my opinion is i i think is is if i if i had to guess guys is he attempting to kind of clarify or restate like the app the the you know the apostles creed you think that's what he's doing in a way yeah yeah i'm up so i can see what he be- because, you know, there's only one Andrew Parr on Twitter, of course, Todd, and the, in, in the entirety of the world. Okay, you'll find the one. So I kind of took this to mean that he is making a claim that regardless of your denomination, your denomination is what is not what saves you okay. or your Protestantism versus Catholic uh, Catholicism or Roman Catholicism is not what saves you. Uh, if you are a believer, you are a believer in the original Catholic universal church. Universal meaning. So, like, so, so then you agree with maybe what my guess is. I don't even have a hypothesis that I'm guessing this is kind of a hit a, 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 and a reframing of the Apostles' Creed. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If that's uh, the case, then I guess I will. I, I guess I'll buy. I, I know that I agree with the last statement. So on, I don't know about the rest. I, I'd want to ask a few more clarifying questions, but I agree with the last statement. So I'll buy that. Well, I agree I, that we are saved through grace alone. Um, through the free gift of faith, lest any man would boast. That's right out of the scriptures. So I agree. I'm going to sell, but only because there's just too little clarity in what we're talking about, because I I wanted to find out if he says public, if I'm Catholic or not, because that could change. I mean, honestly, to know that would add a lot to this conversation. Because again, it, folks, it's just, I'm telling you what we believe about ourselves. Uh, you're free to argue that that's wrong. But to be clear, see, we don't, Catholics don't, we understand when we're comparing like demographically why it's called a denomination, but theologically, that's, Catholics don't believe they are, we believe we were there from the beginning and that everything else is some kind of argument of it. So it, we don't, we're not like in that sense, which is not to say that what many people say about me, well, you're, as long as you're Catholic, you're going to hell. The Catholic Church does not believe that about other denominations. And I think that is what's in what you're talking about, but I'm still unclear enough that I've got to sell. All right. Next, we go to Mind Game, who says the Dallas Cowboys fire McCarthy and land either Belichick or Harbaugh as their new head coach. I'll, I'll buy, since he threw both of those in there. That- okay. Um, I will, I will, I will buy two. I, 
you know, I, I think there are two owners here and I, and I, 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 I posted on social media about a month ago that I thought the Falcons would be an underrated spot for Harbaugh because you have an owner there that has a team with some really good young pieces and they're in a weak division and he might be desperate enough to just give Jim whatever he wants or Jimmy whatever he wants because um, we're doing good. So, um, um, man, it certainly looked like Jerry Jones looked pretty desperate to say, okay, I'll put up with another Jimmy Johnson if it means I get one more ring before, you know, the trumpet calls for me too. Okay. He looked pretty desperate last week, but we'll see, you know, cause now his son is like the general manager and everything else. It's not just him now, you know, like the, the family is embedded in the control structure. And I'm just telling you right now, I don't care how good your team is. Jimmy ain't playing that. All right. I mean, he, he's, he, he'll just think to himself, I don't care that your team is better than the chargers. I think I'm better than you. So I'll just go there where I have control, you know? So I, Jerry looks like he's desperate enough to give up control. I don't know if the son and the other people are going to be taken over for the old man soon. If they're desperate enough to be given up control, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Um, I, I could see Belichick fitting more amicably in there. Um, also, given his age, that he might be willing to not have as much control, because something tells me old Billy would uh, would love to prove he could win one of these without Tom Brady. Do you know what Bill Belichick's career win percentage is without Tom Brady as his quarterback? I think it's, it's real bad. Less it's than bad. Five hundred. It's less than five hundred. It's four sixty nine, guys. His, Bill Belichick's career win percentage without Tom Brady as a starting quarterback is four sixty nine, and he has one playoff win. And that happened with like the Browns in the nineties, the old Browns. Okay, so one playoff win. Or no, yeah, one playoff win and a 469 win percentage. That's what Bill Belichick has in his career without Tom Brady at quarterback. Hey, man, you win you win six Super Bowls. You win, you, it, dude, I don't care who your quarterback was. That's incredible, you know, but it has to sting a little bit that Tommy left and went and won a Super Bowl right away. You know what I'm saying? You know, and so maybe Bill's like, I'm, I'm willing to tolerate Jerry and his kid for a chance to win a ring. I think that's more likely there if I were to guess. All right, next we go to the Forrester, who says Robert F. Kennedy Jr. will get at least one electoral vote. Sell. I'm, I'm going to sell two, but I, I do think, I go back to my top 10 predictions for the year, I, I do think if we end up with a Trump-Biden election that he will beat Ross Perot's record in modern times for highest percentage of the popular vote by a non-major party candidate so he'd have to get more than 19 i do think he'll beat that um but to get into a place where he can get um and that's why i was i paused for a minute i was trying to look at is there a state where he could get more than 33 percent of the popular vote and i don't off the top of my head i cannot think of one because i think that's what it would take to get the to win that electoral college is he'd have to get a more he'd have to get more than a third of the vote there probably, and I I can't think of one off the top of my head. Can you? Because there's only so many states where that's possible, guys. Because it it doesn't matter if there, there's there's a there's a list of states that it doesn't matter if the Democrats elect a yellow dog, and there's a list of states that it doesn't matter if the Republicans elect a purple salamander. They're winning. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and and they're not winning, you know? And so can he get 33% of the vote in Arizona? Can he get 33% of the vote in Georgia, Pennsylvania? I, I doubt it, you know? I doubt it. 
Agreed. All right, more buy, sell, or hold here in a moment. Back with hour two, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I am Steve Dace. He's Todd Erz, and he's Aaron McIntyre. You are you, and you can let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, and Gab. Follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter. Get our Instagram and TikTok. And if you listen via the podcast, we so greatly appreciate that. Please, if you wouldn't mind, uh, leave us a five-star review if you like the podcast. And we would love to get over 10,000 this year, if for no other reason that it would boost my ego. Uh, So we're close to that. So let's keep it going. Uh, Because I think if you've known me for even a modicum amount of time, you know that my ego needs a boost. But then also, um, we would love it if you hit subscribe or follow. That way, if the follow is what you hit on iTunes these days. And that way, every time we do a new episode, it shows up in your feed every single time. And thanks to all of you that have done that too. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we'll be joined by the prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. Until then, part two of Buy, Seller, Hold brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Um, we know, you know, the story today, DOJ now is confirming the Hunter Biden laptop story and how it was acquired and everything else. It's all true. True. All of it. Everything they banned you for, that Twitter banned under the old ownership that you were censored for, that members of the intelligence community, uh, respectable citizens and leaders, uh, that they came forward to say this is a farce. Uh, They lied. Um, That's why they're crumbling. We know they're hiding something. We know they lie. People know we're being lied to left and right. So what can the, as the Psalm, as the Psalmist says, what can the, what can the righteous do if the foundations be destroyed? Well, one thing you can do is make sure you are prepared for when that happens. Go to our friends at uh, My Patriot Supply. Get started there uh, at preparewithdace.com. That's preparewithdace.com. There you're going to save $200 on essential three-month emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply. Um, And these stay good for up to 25 years with right storage. Uh, There's almost two dozen types of meals and sides, so you can mix and match for variety. It's breakfast, lunch, dinner, even drinks and snacks, the full 2,000 plus calories that you need. Uh, And you can have peace of mind to know that you are prepared for when we let's go Brandon again. Order by 3 p.m. for free same day shipping today at preparewithdace.com. $200 off. And if you order by 3 p.m., free same day shipping at preparewithdace.com. All right, Aaron, let's get back to it. All right. We will go on to Bruce Logan, who has a list for us. Top 10 most underrated action movies. Number 10, Cliffhanger. I remember being good and I enjoyed it. So if underrated, I'll take it. Okay. All right. I mean, if I came up with the list, it wouldn't be on it, but I'm not offended by it. Okay. Number nine, Salt. I I know this movie. Is this the new one? I can't remember it. So I got to sell. I can't remember it. So I don't remember it. How old? Do you know what they're talking about, Aaron? Is this a relatively new movie? I've heard of this movie. I think this is like out now or something. It's Uh, no, that's some salt burn. You you know what I want to see? 2010. 
you know what I I, w- I would have gone to see it this weekend, just the weather didn't permit it. You know what I want to see really quick? Is that Jason Statham Beekeeper movie? Have you guys seen the trailer? I've seen the commercial. It, it's yeah. basically like if like the CIA allowed one Trump voter to become an elite agent. That's that's basically what the trailer is. All right. It's like he's dude, he's wearing a hat, driving a pickup truck. Okay. And the dude just goes ape on the entire corrupt system, just bleeding people dry. I'm I'm I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm the, gonna go see that for sure. I, I heard the trailer. I'm giving it my 15 bucks. I heard the trailer for the first time last week at like three o'clock in the morning in between fever dreams. It yes. was very odd. And did you think, am I actually listening to this? Yes. Did they actually make this movie? I actually did. Because it does seem if we're, I, I'm going to tell you right now, they've put out some good ads. Trump 2024 is not going to make a better ad for their candidacy than that beekeeper trailer. That is the best ad for Trump 2024 you will see this year is the beekeeper trailer. All right. I mean, that trailer, dude, it is like it's like they filmed that movie at Mar-a-Lago. OK, I mean, I, and that trailer is just like, wow. I mean, I keep and every time I watch that trailer, I'm like, am I the only one picking up these dog whistles? Did they make this movie? I mean. Did they know what they were making and they put it out this year? I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, that, that movie is, or at least the trailer. Now, now watch, I'll go see the movie. He's like trans when they hit all that from you. Uh, <laughs> okay. No. It's no. a total bait and switch. All right. He goes, he goes to the uh, non-gendered bathroom. Okay. He's Dick Morris's roommate. Yeah, yeah, yes. He's random men in their underwear just walking behind Jason Statham. And then at the end of the film, he apologizes to the globalist uh, cartel. You know what? I really think this poor black woman should have had her funds dried uh, and bled dried. Um, And you helped us call the herd. Thank you. That's what happens at the end. (laughs) What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Next movie. Yes. Next film on the list. I'm sorry. Yes. Shoot to kill. It seems. What is that? I, I mean, I don't know. It seems like I should know what that is, but I can't. I know what it. "Shoot to Thrill" is. It's a great song by ACDC, yeah. but I don't know what "Shoot to Kill" is, so I can't sell. remember it. Yeah, never heard uh, of this one. 1988 uh, film. Who's in it? Let's see. Cast. But well, that would be right up our Sydney, wheel. Sydney uh, Poitier, Tom Berenger. Wow. Kirstie Alley. Wow. I, uh, I, I didn't anticipate no Sydney Poitier being no, the I first didn't. name that you're going to read off an underrated action movie list. But well, okay. All right. Number C, or number seven, I should say, uh, Columbiana. I have never, never even heard, heard of, of that. Number six, The Accountant. That's a great film. Oh, I've yeah. never seen it. But that is a phenomenal good. movie. I'm, I'm a buy on that. Great film. One of the one of the best films Ben Affleck has ever been in, and very few people saw it. It's oh, a great that, movie. That, yeah. All right. Number five, law-abiding citizen. I roughly remember this one, so I'll buy it. Okay. Number four, chain reaction. Don't remember it. I don't remember this. Number three, man on fire. I remember this. I'm, I I could buy on that. Just two, for the Christopher Walken speech about he's he's doing his magnum opus. Yes. Number two, the book of Eli. I, I mean, yes. the book of Eli is an incredible movie. Yes. Definite buy on that. Number one, the long kiss. Oh, goodnight. dude. Now you, Bruce, you redeemed yourself. Okay. And not that the list was bad. The, most of the movies we sold on, we just hadn't seen. But the long kiss goodnight with Samuel Jackson and Gina Davis, where she is a housewife who has no idea that she is a, you know, and then there's a trigger and suddenly she knows how to do all this stuff. I mean, that movie, that was one of the first movies that uh, my wife and I ever saw on a date. And it just like blew our minds for years that like. Hmm, I've never seen it. That is a great movie. Hmm. So putting that number one on the list, brother. I'm feeling you, dog. I'm with you. 
well done. That's a great call there at the end. The Long Kiss Goodnight is an incredible movie. Next, we go to Johnny Simmons. Cheap Trick, live at the, uh, what is that, Budokan? Budokan. Budokan. Yep. Uh, is the best live album album of all time. You might be right. I know a lot I of mean, people the, love the, it. Peter Frampton Comes Alive is like one, of, I think it might be the best-selling live album of all time. It was like in the, it was like in the 70s when live albums were at their peak, so it, it's, it's probably up there. But like, it's one of the few live albums that you'll ever listen to that the songs sound better than they do, you know, on the, as, as just a track, like go listen to, I want you to want me the track and then listen to the, to the way it's performed live at Budokan, uh, on the cheap trick live album, which there's a reason why you don't ever hear, you never heard on the radio, the actual track, but you always heard the live oh, really? version. The live version is incredibly better. I didn't realize that way better, way better. It's not even freaking close. Okay, so that's not a bad call, dude. I'm with you. I'll buy. Yeah, I could buy that. Okay. All right. Next, we go to Matt's collection. The Super Bowl will be a pay-per-view event within the next 10 years. Bye. I'm going to sell on this because there's just, there's way, they're making way too much money in in advertising. And I know what Todd's going to say, well, let's put ads on there too. They will limit some of their audience by doing that and therefore limit some of the advertising. I'm going to sell on that. I'm going to say there was a lot of talk in the 90s when pay-per-view first became a thing that that and in the end just the money they were making with over-the-air ads just it never happened. And I think the same thing will happen here. I will sell. The the one thing about the Super Bowl that works in Steve's favor is that like I don't believe anybody would like is capable of not watching their own team most of them, but this is you know, most people aren't watching their own teams, so they may default to what Steve said. But there's less and less. I mean, now this is, you know, there's all kinds of people who watch wall-to-wall of every game that's on. And so if they if if, if we keep going in the direction we're in, I'm not, and we, we have no seen signs of stopping, I'll buy. Uh, next, we go to Jesse Turner. Uh, in their first semester, the average poli-sci freshman learns about uh, more about politics and current affairs than the average 55-plus-year-old Fox viewer knows or has learned throughout their whole lives. I'm, I'm going to sell on that. Yeah, I mean... I, I, I think I, in both cases, you're, you're being fed a narrative. Okay? And... and I, that, that's what I think. It depends on who you are and what you bring to it. I happen to have now a sophomore who's a poli-sci major, and you, you, you need to be a very active participant in harvesting and seeking out the truth. If you just go into their, like, empty vessel, you, you, you no, that's not how this works. Let me come up with one, just to play devil's advocate for a second, because, you know, you and I dismissed this pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that we're not missing something. Is it possible that this could be a buy under this context? That what you're being fed on Fox is actually not what's really happening in the system. That, In other words, the poli-sci person isn't being told more truth than what you're hearing on Fox. But how the system really works and what's really going on and who's really in control of it, that... If you watch Fox, you believe things like, we're going to win the black vote this time. We're going to win the youth vote this time. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where 
the, the, the narrative that you're being fed in a poli sci class is actually what's happening. It's, it's, it's likely false in terms of, um, um, substance of truth of, 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 of worldview. It's likely demonic in nature and origin, but it's, it, it's more, it's more of an accurate portrayal of what is actually happening in the system. And this is why if, if you're a retiree and in between putting a nickel in at the slots at the casino, um, you know, when you run out of lung darts, you know, you're out of lung darts and that's when you head home, you, you, you take your, you, you take a pack of squares, you know, and you take them there to the casino uh, and you, you dumped all your, and whatever runs out first, the lung darts or the nickels, then you go home and just watch Fox news all night. Okay. You end up shocked like on election day all the time. Well, I, I we were, I, we were like, I was a red weight. We're going to win the, see what you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But, but meanwhile, the, the, the BS that they're mm. learning in the poli sci class is coming from the people that are actually in control of the process. So it's, it's not true, but it's true. It's not truth, but it's more true. If that makes it's sense. Possible, but it depends on school to school, because on one end we have poli sci freshmen at Hillsdale somewhere in the middle. We have, poli sci at the university of arkansas and then on the other end we have poli sci at cal berkeley so that's a wide variance of yes. poli sci <laughs> yeah. good point okay next chelsea says by the end of 2024 we will all know someone personally who has died or suffered a severe adverse reaction from the covid jabs i think that that is entirely possible yeah, yeah. looking at what's happening with with um with with cancer rates i, I think that's entirely possible yeah. i'll buy bye sadly Next, we go to Rambo's Carving Knife. Uh, if the Super Bowl is Chiefs versus Lions, CBS will show Taylor Swift and Eminem more times than Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes making Todd so mad that he listens to the game in the garage in a lawn chair on transistor radio. It, since it invoked your name, I'll let you go first. Uh, well, if something like that made me so mad, I would, I would just not watch. So I'll sell. What's... explain to me why the Taylor Swift thing with the Chiefs, I, I just don't, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. I'm, I, I just don't care. Explain why I don't care. Like, I'm not like watching it. I'm not like into it. I, I don't care. You know, I don't, I don't care that, I mean, I, I, he, I, I, why, why is it a big, it just so happens his girlfriend is the most famous woman in the world. Okay. But it's not a new story oh. that, you know, she, you know, women like to root for their, their, the, the men they love. I don't understand why I, that, that, I just don't care. I'm not obsessed with it one way or the other. I don't care. I'm not angry and I don't care. Well, I think this is all mostly sports bros doing a psyop on themselves. They know they stand for nothing for the most part. Yet they have to have a hard stance like, you're watering down my enjoyment. Get Taylor Swift out of here. We're doing serious business here. No, you're not. So I think that's really what most of this is. So Aaron, where, this is your team. What's mm. your thought on this? I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I just don't care. I mean, I just, it doesn't annoy me when they flash to her. I, I, you know, I'm also not like, I can't wait for them to flash to her. I just, I don't, I don't really care. Um, that being said, the Rams-Lions po- uh, playoff game, Sunday night was the highest rated of, of the, the most watched event on TV since last year's Super Bowl. So there was an between both the LA market, obviously, you know, that's the number two market in the country, but then also 
the Lions are a storyline. I, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but they are. People are interested, given the, all the Dan Campbell stuff and and how they have performed on prime time and the history there. And there is a there is a level of interest there, frankly, um, that I, you know, I don't even know what to do with that. But there's always another grand chapter in soap operas for men, and this is it right now. I'm enjoying this soap opera. I'm, I, I can't wait for this week's episode. In fact, thank you. Uh, Ryan Ben says Todd has an identical twin with a different voice. Do you? No. No. You don't have a doppelganger. People are really thrown off by this. I don't like. <laughs> I mean, I got a unique, weird voice to begin with. Like, what? I know that's the thing. Just, like, if like if you yeah. were like Wolfman Jack and yeah. then reduced to this, I, I'd, I, I could see why people were busting your, you know what? But it's not like you know your Mister Voice of God anyway. No. So why is this like a big adjustment for I people? Have no idea. It is kind of weird. I mean, I've gotten a lot of conversation about this, like in my inbox and stuff, a lot. I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. I don't you know? get it. Okay, all right. Next, we go to Martin Parks. America is approaching number seven in, is it Titler's cycle? Number one, bondage to spiritual faith. Two, spiritual faith to great courage. Three, courage to liberty. Four, liberty to abundance. Five, from abundance to complacency. Six, complacency to apathy. Number seven, which is where Martin thinks we are, apathy to dependence. And number eight, dependence back into bondage. And I think that we are, at a minimum, we're at number six. At a minimum, we are. I think that uh, holistically, at a minimum, we're at six. I think depending on what part of the country you go to is whether you're at a six or a seven. And then I, I think there are parts of the country that are already at eight. I mean, we, we, you know, the two biggest industries in America, guys, are energy and education. And they are the two most regulated industries in the country. Government is the number one in, in, industry in the majority of states in the union. The largest expenditure in every state budget in the country is education, government. Okay, so, um, yeah, we're we're heading there for sure. I mean, it's it's revival or bust yeah. for sure. Um, and you can move to places in this country where it is inconceivable that you would self-govern. Like that, it would be. And you know, I um, I, I one of. One of the things that, that over the years and, and that I've had a chance to just have, you know, almost a Walter Mitty, Forrest Gump existence, this kid from Iowa, from a 15-year-old mom, I've just, it's incredible when I stop and think about it. Amy reminds me, of, to me, it's just, I don't ever think about it very often because I'm just doing, you know, my job. But Amy reminds me of stuff all the time. Do you remember that time we got to do this or met that person? And it was just, you know, and it's like surreal, you know? I found myself... Just by happenstance, Newt Gingrich's presidential campaign in 2012 was in the toilet, and he was desperate for a reboot. And out of the clear blue sky, he calls me up and asks me to dinner. My wife and I had already planned, um, uh, you know, a, a date night. We were going to go see the final Harry Potter film, <laughs> right, and go to dinner. And I wasn't breaking date night, so I, I said to Newt, you can join us for dinner before the movie if you want. And I'd be happy to talk to you. And uh, we chose Damon's Sports Bar because he could get ribs there. And Callista doesn't let him eat that stuff at home. Right? So we, he was there before us. 
we come in. We figured he'd have like some table in the back to be inconspicuous. He grabbed a table right in the very front of the restaurant so everyone would see us. All right. When they walked in I'm, and when I walked out of there I, there, I got like numerous Facebook messages and stuff from people. Did I just see like Steve Dace at dinner with Newt Gingrich? What? This is bizarre. Okay. And, uh, and, and Amy loves talking about this dinner because she, she describes it as like a tennis match where the two of us just went back and forth, you know, just verbal and I, you know, intellectually processing back and forth with each other for like an hour while eating. But he said something to me during that event that has stuck with me a lot and I think about it a lot uh, Newt said to me that um, to, well and I've mentioned before that he said to me that he thought the country was as di- divided then this was 2000, the summer of 2011 and he said I think the country is as divided now as it was in the 1850s and we know how that ended but this is the thing that he said that really stuck with me he said the, the thing that I fear the most is that if we, if we could truly block grant things back to the states, if we could truly practice subsidiarity, if we could truly give people local control and stuff again, much of this country would not know how to govern itself. Like they, and, and you think about what was going on at that time, the whole argument about whether to set up Obamacare exchanges in your state and everything else, right? Okay. Um, and and Newt's, Newt's point as a historian was, I, I think that we're on a third generation since the new deal of some form of devotion or, you know, reliance on the federal Leviathan that even if you wanted to, I'm not sure a majority of states in this union, let alone a majority of local communities or a majority of people, he told me, he said, I'll never say this on the campaign trail, obviously, but I, I don't think they could govern themselves if we let them because they don't know how. And they don't want to. And they don't want to, which, yeah. which, which is why we are at least at a six. Every red state in the union is at least at a six. At least. I mean, even Iowa and Florida is at least at a six. And, and you probably have the two best governors in the country in those two states that have done the most to try to strike a blow for where we're at. You know, they might be just over a six, you know, and other red states might be, you know, six deep. Okay. Mm-hmm. But every, everywhere is at least a six. And... Absolutely. If you went to places like San Francisco and certain boroughs in New York, they're in an eight. The idea of being able to to live without government in whom we live and breathe, just it's not even it. You'd get the same looks on people's faces that you would get. You know, I've talked about before when the Jehovah Witnesses come to your door, you know, and you ask them Mm -hmm. questions like if only one hundred and forty four thousand are saved and there's four and a half million of you. Why are you trying to add to your ranks? Leave me alone. Seems like you guys got to settle this argument amongst yourselves. You know, just blink and go right back to the, they, they yeah. can't process oh, yeah. that. The, the, the depth of worldview just isn't there to even know if you're trolling them or not. They just, they just go right back to their talking points. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that, that's, you go to some of these blue, very blue cities, they're already in an eight. The idea that this would be done without anything would be done without government just isn't, you know, doesn't, that can't compute that. Agreed. Holy crap. We're screwed. Yeah. Yep. Which is why all I really care about right now is what the hell happened at Dick Morris's house yesterday. That's all I care about. Because that's my best chance to get an answer to something. And the word of the year is, what, what's our theme of the year? Dominion. I think I've got a chance to get an answer to what happened at Dick Morris's house. I know I, I, I wrote a best-selling book, everything else. 
I have two best-selling books, actually. I co-wrote with Todd and with Daniel on COVID. I've done everything I could on, on that. Clearly, we're just not going to get any answers at all, and nobody really cares to. So if that's the case, you know, as people continue to drop like flies, what the hell happened at Dick Morris' house? I must know the answer to that. At least give me that, please. Next, we go to Tom Deerling uh, to apologize for the most recent article. The Babylon Bee will offer a peace pipe to Vivek before acknowledging that he's the wrong kind of Indian. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Aaron, can you grab that headline so people know what he's talking about? Can you grab it really quick? Yeah. This is... And it's making people lose yeah. their minds. Yeah, this is... This is this is the this is the most savage headline I think the Babylon Bee has ever ran. And I saw it yesterday and I was like, wow. They went there. Okay. This is and and this is really, in my view, it's a statement of how just tone deaf and fancy free Trump can be about things like this. Like, you know, the whole eating the taco bowl for remember the video, eating oh, yeah. the taco oh, bowl and so, happy Cinco Those de Mayo. Love that one too. That was good. Yeah. Um, that, you know, you can see Trump saying something like this. You could see it, you know, and then it getting blown up into like the racist controversy of the day. Okay. But it's also a statement on the level of groveling that uh, that Vivek Ramaswamy has done to endear himself to Trump world. Here is the headline. Look at the amount of views that this thing has gotten just on Twitter alone. Trump promises Vivek an administration position running the White House 7-Eleven. And I mean, oh my. I just, I just had it. I just popped an air bubble looking at it again. I mean, I... That is... <laughs> brutality every once in a pure while pure savagery is what that is you remember it this is before 2020 the let babylon b cracked a joke about mormons i think and a bunch of people on the right lost its mind about the Babylon. do you remember that they yes. just yeah. absolutely yeah. flipped out of course here with vivek i mean vivek was as savage as anybody right on like i don't sit up there and write on a ba- on a pad yeah. that you that that you prepped a meme. Which, by the way, I loved it. Don't get me wrong; I thought it was a great meme. Okay, but don't don't prep a meme. Hold up a sign that you know is going to get turned into a meme. Nikki is corrupt, yeah. and then play. I just can't even with this. No, don't don't do that. Okay, come on, don't do that. And he, by the way, he hasn't done that. Some other people on and, you know that have done that, but I've not seen him like I've come out a and response. Yeah, it's brutal though, man. I mean, it, 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 that is brutal on multiple levels, brutality. He essentially what the Babylon B is doing is telling, is saying Vivek is this cycle's Chris Christie, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And so instead of Chris Christie going to run and get to groveling to Trump for relevancy from 2016 and, you know, the story that I desperately needed to be true all that year, remember that Chris Christie really was ordered to go and uh, make a Mickey D's run and uh, get a quarter pounder with cheese and some fries for, uh, for the Donald in the middle of the night. Remember that? Um, they're basically what this, what the B is saying is that Vivek is this year's Christie, the, the willingness to just grovel and debase himself to the most extreme ways to endear himself to Trump. And it, so instead of McDonald's this time, it's seven 11. All right. Next up, we go to uh, Him Jim Vask, who says, don't blame only baby boomers for America's decline. The removal of prayer, not singing patriotic songs in school and passing row came from the greatest generation. 
The generations after boomers are the whiniest, most selfish, least educated, blame everyone but themselves generations ever. I'm not sure that, I'm not sure you read your own tweet. What you're essentially saying is we did nothing about the mistakes the previous generation made and then didn't train our own children to do anything about the mistakes we made. So they're even worse than us. I'm, I'm invincible. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think that's. I don't think that's quite the retort you were hoping for. Um, That's that's a that's a cell phone of epic proportions. Okay, I'm going to have to sell on that one. There, uh, I'm so much. I'm so different than this. Like I all like my team. I will blame first always. Like you can't be more critical the 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 default to just make sure that your feelings aren't hurt by make sure everybody gets in the pool with you like just it's sad at this time it's truly sad next uh we go to champion the guy who walked in the background of that recent dick morris video uh was just his roommate I had a coworker uh, when I worked at MadeRight uh, when I was a teen, and I was still a little um, naive or sheltered from the world. Uh, but he was uh, not married. He was maybe in his late forties, um, a little on the little on that. I thought, you know, whatever, you know, everybody, everybody has their own personalities. He brought his roommate in one time uh, to introduce him to uh, the other co-workers. I didn't realize until about five years later what, what, what was actually going on there. Yeah, I mean, I, along the lines of what you just said, roommate? Yeah. Is that what we're saying? Roommate? Yeah. I could buy that. I, as long as the air quotes are there. Yeah. As long as we have an ever-expanding definition of what roommate means. Yes, if roommate is also a subjective uh, social construct, if roommate is a social construct, then yes, I'll buy. Let's get to it. He is the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. And he joins us here again this week on the Steve Day Show here on The Blaze, our good friend Daniel Horowitz. Good to see you, Daniel. How you be? Steve, couldn't be better. It's nice and cold. We get your Iowa cold now, and uh, now we just need to put a motor in our listless vessels, and we'll save the republic. Indeed. That's uh, how it works every single election cycle. Get the download from Fox. Carry on accordingly. Let's talk about something else to lead off here, though. Uh, this was something that broke from Epic Times this morning. Both you and I saw it. I saw you see it. You sent out uh, a response to it as well. This is a report, and it and it claims it has the evidence. It displays the email itself that as early as May of 2021, the CDC was sounding alarms about the poison poke, that it it saw danger signals even as early as May of 2021. And, and, and keep in mind during that period of time, and 
I mean, and really well into the whole the whole of that year, guys like you and I would have to have clever ways, unique angles to come up with posting on social media, particularly Facebook and Twitter. Magic juice. Yep. And, and, or, you know, just comparing, I, I would find a way to use, I, I found that if I quoted World Health Organization data that showed um, that uh, the incidence of COVID and COVID deaths were actually higher um, uh, now than they were a year ago, but never attributed it to the vaccine, but just asked the question, I could get away with it. Okay. But those are the kinds of needles we had to thread throughout 2021 to, 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 to question much of this when as recently as May, which is pretty early. I mean, these things got rolled out in January um, and then much of the public started taking it, you know, around March and April. I mean, as recent as, as so as early as May, they knew and they put it in writing. And that means after a fair trial, of course, heads should be swinging from trees. It, it should be a quick and speedy trial. I, I, I mean, Steve, look, there's a million of these. We've uncovered tons of these e- emails, how while they were pushing the mandates and the full licensure, they already knew about this stuff. But it, it goes back much farther than that. In February, after one month of, of implementation, at least to, to the public, first of all, now we know that they knew it was a different vial. So the the concoction that was given to the clinical trial is not the same one that was given out to the public. It didn't have as much of a filtration system, which is why you have the plasmid DNA. So you have the poison within the poison. So the spike protein LMPs are poison, but now we have the plasmid DNAs that probably were not in the trial that were in this one. So that's why you have you know, every single sort of uh, adverse event under the sun. They knew about almost 2,000 categories of adverse events and about 1,400 deaths as of February. But then again, Steve, they also knew in August 2020 that um, they were they were budgeting for thousands of VAERS entries with General Dynamics that was going to run VAERS uh, ahead of time. So, I mean, this was all planned. They all knew it. Um, but but Steve, here's the deal. If we had a video of a bunch of government bureaucrats planning a meeting to put poison to the water system, okay, let's say, and then we actually have video of of their operatives on the ground doing it, it wouldn't change anything. Mm-hmm. No policy would change. This is the funny thing, the last year and a half of covid data um exposition that no matter what comes out, we are nowhere closer on the policy end to even just don't tase me, bro, level. Like, don't force it on me in hospital. We're still, even in red states, nursing school, medical school, hospitals, organ transplant patients, uh, government contractors, it's still there to a certain extent, even the mandates, even on this shot, much less, whoa, like, get it off the market, hang these people, and then open up the books on the entire vaccine industry, past, present, and future. It is not there, and uh, I have a sneaking suspicion um, we're not going to have a lot of tailwinds on that listless vessel to uh, direct us in that direction in the coming months. Now, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene um, did have a, a, a House subcommittee hearing about the vaccine. Uh, I think it was just last week, actually. And some people you and I know, Senator Ron Johnson was there. Uh, Peter McCullough was there. Um, our, our good buddy Ryan Cole was there. And and so she at least gave them a, a platform to put them on the record. Um, and, and these things are now a matter of House record. What are your thoughts on that? 
I, I want to correct the record there that that is not a subcommittee hearing. That was see, – see, if you're a sitting member of Congress and you're not the subcommittee chair and you just uh, hold a, a meeting, it's definitely worthwhile and it's something we need to do more often. I don't want to take away credit. Um, I'm not trying to diminish what she did. I'm trying to demonstrate – uh, the perfidy of the official select subcommittee on coronavirus under House oversight uh, headed by Brad Wenstrup of Ohio, they have not yet broached vaccine injury, and I don't think they will. I, I saw Peter McCullough put this out, and I was like, oh, wow, they're finally doing it. And then I realized it was just her private thing, kind of like what Ron John had been doing. I for, stand, uh, I stand corrected. Now. Okay. And Ron John was there, yep. um, and, and kudos to them. But this was, we have not had a single official congressional hearing or co congressional committee or subcommittee sanctioned meeting on vaccine injury yet. Is there any critical mass that could be reached here, given what we're seeing with cancer rates and things of that nature? Is there any critical mass at this point that could be reached, do you believe? Fox News. Like, are you saying that it would require a Fox News host to like just die suddenly, something like that? Is that what you're saying? Or because it, I, no. I don't, I don't see. No, because even it's if not they getting did, on. It's not getting on their radar radar any other way. No, they they're, wouldn't they're taking way, to that. <laughs> they're taking way too much money from from big pharma. It's not. That's not getting on their radar any other way. No, no, and we we uncovered that at the Blaze. We had the FOIA. Both Fox and Newsmax uh, got money to both pimp it and then mandate it on their employees. Right. But they get to pick our nominee, you know, just like McCain and Bush and Dole, and you know, some something's never changed. But but that's the reality. It would take something of that magnitude because right now, you know, I saw some friends of ours are like. You know, since 2016, we've really been exposing things. And I, I said, you know, that's quite a long time to be in the exposing phase while the left is in the implementation phase. You know, there's, there's a little bit of a gap there. You could have a year or two gap, but after a while, we're all dead. So the, the, the point that I think everyone needs to realize, it's Can you expose things from the camps? Will they let us expose things from the camps, do you think? I'm not, I'm not sure. Do you know? I mean, maybe for for uh, some levity and uh, um, as a good marketing advertisement to lure people into the camps. We have some good shows on, and you could watch watch some uh, BoomerCon news. Good. They might actually good. allow that because, frankly, it's not a threat. Steve, Steve education and exposition. Because we're getting hauled important. away, we can chant. You know, we died exposing things. We can do that. Yep. Okay. Yep. We That's died good. exposing things. Okay. But if you don't have a political apparatus in place to convert that, then it's meaningless. It's like having a stadium with cheerleaders and concession stands, but you don't have the, the football team. I mean, that's 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 what it is. We we do we we technically have what the, if the cheerleaders are what if the cheerleaders are hot and yeah. they've got banger hot dogs there at the concession stand. Is that okay? Yeah, I mean I guess that's worth, you know, seven touchdowns. And and that's what, what our uh voters seem to think and you know, again, I think COVID's a good example of what you're talking about, but it's not the only issue. We could do this with January 6th, too. Mm -hmm. We could expose them from now until tomorrow. But if you don't have a political movement in place to systemically denude the left of their nourishment and sources of power to do this, and if conversely you elevate individuals who actually – wind up helping them in multiple ways. Mm -hmm. So let me give an example. I think a very important story today is, so, you know, Elise Stefanik, Nancy Mace, they're, they're the wave of the future, great heroes. 
Um, so not a single, to my knowledge, not a single rhino. Nancy seems to be very close to exposing some things. If you catch my drift. Yes, go ahead. No, no, for sure. And now, yeah. you know, she's a free agent now. So for, for the foreseeable future. So Roger Wicker uh, from Mississippi is up for re-election. Kevin Kramer, North Dakota, the two Nebraska weirdos are both up this cycle. And John Barrasso, Wyoming are up this cycle. Not a single one of them. You know, you know we talked about 51% for an incumbent. Very good, you know, very strong showing historically. Well, you know, I could show you people with um, charisma, less charisma than Mitch McConnell or a turtle, and they'll they'll win 70, 80, 90 percent in their primaries. So they're they're going to breeze through. I don't see a single primary against a single one of these individuals that we all agree, whether you support DeSantis or Trump or whatever, um, are a problem. You know, the, the Ukraine firsters, these guys. OK, but we found one person. Who, is, who has a primary challenger, one person, Bob Good, the chairman of the Freedom Caucus, newly elected chairman. He has a top five voting record of 435 members. And let me say this. He's not just a conservative like of the 2005 sort of conservative think tank era conservatism. I mean of the brand that the Trump people at least claim that they care about and like. And yet Trump's campaign manager, Chris LaSavita, who himself is a fossil from the Bush era, said that when we're done with him, um, you know, he won't be able to get reelected. And, you know, they're working against him. And that's where we are now. That that is where we are, Steve. We we have gone backwards in primaries, backwards from 10, 12 years ago. We weren't winning any of these 10 or 12 years ago. So how do we go backwards? You go backwards because now. The few guys who are good lose because the establishment now has. Oh, meaning what you're saying is the is the the impenetrable incumbency now only applies to the people we hate. That's that's what you're saying. It only applies to people. At we least hate if we got somebody now, good, they would then have the impenetrable incumbency. But now they don't even get that now. So just the people we they, hate get that. No, gotcha. No, because because the establishment. So things are going well. Work. Yeah, because they get to work with you know Lindsey Graham gets to tap on the shoulders and say hey. Chip Roy, look at that guy there. He's being disloyal. So then, you know, and then the the sheep with the with the muzzles on it. Uh, chip disloyal. Chip disloyal. Bob Good disloyal. And uh, that's that's where we are, Steve. Well, so, that brings me back so, to I think the most important question: Will we be able to expose things from the camps? Your thoughts? I think we will. I think we will because <laughs> what has that exposure gotten us? They they don't fear it. They they laugh. See, you know, I, I listened to um, – you know what this reminds me of this week, just to give kind of broad overview of, of this week? And, and you can appreciate better than me because it's much colder there, but it's pretty cold here where I am. So I, it was bothering me. It, was, it took forever to get on the boots and the, the hat and everything, and then you have to warm up the car forever and then scrape the windshield. It's just so annoying getting out. And I said to myself, wouldn't it be nice if we could at least have an ancillary benefit – of the lie of global warming, right? So they take away our quality of life, but at least, hey, you know, fun in the sun all day. But no, because in reality, it's a lie. So you have to suffer the cold and then you'll have less, you know, uh, materials and heating to, to deal with it. Yeah, and your electric car battery will die in the cold. And so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then it hit me. That's sort of where we are politically, where we have the worst of all. So there's this perception that MAGA is impenetrable. It's dominating. Look at Iowa. And I'm like, Hmm. You know, Steve, wouldn't you like to live in a you know, political environment where 
you and I are rhinos. DeSantis is a rhino. Bob Good is a rhino. Chip Roy is a, I mean, they're not good enough. Like, wow. I mean, that's that's awesome. Uh, that means you must really be getting some feisty people, you know, up and down the ballot across the board. Maybe we wouldn't agree with them on every last thing, but certainly better better than the past. We have we have Steve, a speaker with a biblical worldview. Steve, it's a joke in, in the news in Iowa this week, and this is a perfect example of this. So. You know, your senior senator there, 90 years old, he's in the hospital. May God heal him, wish him well. But we just had a primary, and there was a guy, Senator Carlin. I tried to push for him. And by the way, he had the blood on the doorpost. He he endorsed Trump. He did not endorse DeSantis. Grassley beat him 74 to 26. And this happens again and again and again. To be fair, we held Grassley under his age. I just want to acknowledge that. That 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 is a he good point. He didn't get ninety percent. We held him under but, his age. But see, yes. we have this charisma, and 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 everyone has all these theories about what's going on. Is there charisma to Chuck Grassley? Joni Ernst will win renomination. Okay, through the front door. So this notion that somehow that this was an exercise in impenetrable MAGA, no, this is the system getting what the system wants every freaking time. And the control group on that is every other down the ballot race that they are still winning by, by the way, much larger margins than than 51 percent. By the way, we had a, there was a special election this week, was there not, in Florida? With a candidate that uh, had endorsed Trump and uh, in a district that uh, DeSantis won in 2022, so we had a, a Trump endorsed candidate. DeSantis's fault. Yeah, a Trump endorsed candidate in a district Trump uh, DeSantis won. She just lost, correct? Yeah, but the polls. I mean, the the, the polls show we're winning. And that's you know, that's so why she that's why she's actually going to be. Uh, she actually will be sworn in because she was ahead in the polls. That, that what happens in the oh, actual it, it election stolen. doesn't matter. It yeah. was stolen. Yeah. I mean, they have ballot harvesting in Florida and the, you know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. I mean, appreciate it, man. Thank you. See you later. All right. <laughs> Up with people. Today on the day show. <laughs> Daniel Horowitz. <laughs> He's like Khan, Nooney, and Singh from my cold black heart. I stabbeth thee. <laughs> I I, I want to give, by the way, I deserve more props. I kept a straight face that entire time. Well, Todd, you can't see him. Todd is over here dying, okay? Todd is over you guys here are doing dying. The Abbott Costello yes. routine, but only one guy's really in on it. The other guy's trying <laughs> to plunge the thing into his chest. That's great. That's good content right there. What the hell happened to Dick Morris's house, anybody? All right, gentlemen, your thoughts on that conversation with Daniel in the final minute we have. Turn my microphone off. I have to keep shutting it off because I'm coughing. Uh, That was just fun. Uh, Super happy fun times with Daniel Horowitz, as always. Um, I would just encourage all of you. I know... I know that a lot of you are probably disappointed this week. I know a lot of you are um, really concerned about the future, and rightfully so. But there's one thing each of us can do. Our theme this year, Dominion. I'm going to make it real simple for you. There's one thing all of us in this audience can do, and can do today, actually. When you get home from work, 
turn on Fox News and watch Sean Hannity. <laughs> That's one thing everyone can do. <laughs> Is it smoked? What in the Sam Hill happened at Dick's house? All right. We've got a few more buy, seller holds. We'll stick around and uh, we'll do those for some bonus BSH in the overtime. For the rest of you, we'll see you again tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck, right here on Blaze TV. Until then, Romans 828. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.